Coming to you live from Master Closet Studios. You're listening to the only podcast on the internet with sentient carnivorous eye boogers. Uh, I just, it has a ring to it. We, we no, got it, it from the... It's like the name of a punk band or something. No, it doesn't. No. Like a death metal, <laughs> thrash metal. What? Thing. Hey, it's the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 136, covering series nine, episode nine, Sleep No More. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara fight sentient eye crusties created by space sleep pods. And for some reason, no one tries shooting the eye boogers. Yeah, that was the biggest plot <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Uh, really? The, this uh, episode. Like, no, we have to mess with gravity they, to be able to stop them. Freaking 474 went to beat him with a gun instead of yeah. <laughs> shooting him like, with the gun. Like, really did. Like a bat. I, yeah. Like, even at the even like the last blaze of glory after well, I mean, we did 474 see them walk. burned herself to death by walking through the flames. Well, we did see them walk through the flames, so what's a laser gun or whatever? Were they I even mean, laser but, guns? But, I mean, I, 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 guess, I guess this just proves that fans will never be happy. Because whenever yeah. you try and, whenever the soldier shoots at the Daleks, we're always like, you're stupid, you can't shoot Daleks. But these guys were like, ah, they're made of sand, you probably can't hurt them with bullets. We're like, what's wrong, you didn't even try? I don't know. that's fair they should have at least tried on there should have been a person and they figured something out i think we've appropriately set the tone for how we feel about this episode yeah so let's get into the production (laughs) notes shall we story number 259 originally aired november 14th 2015 to 5.61 million viewers this one was written by mark gaddis this is a mark gaddis joint this is this is um disappointing yeah i mean this is you know lazarus experiment guy and gosh what else did he do He's like every time every time Mark Gaddis is attached, there's going to be a horrifying looking. <laughs> um, and this and one, I yeah. will say this about yeah, I will say this about the eye crusty uh, booger guys, whatever they what know. were they called? Oh, the Sandman. Um, yeah, yeah, the they were horrifying. They were absolutely. Someone horrifying. was up with that mouth, like a That's scream what I'm saying, yeah. mask. They did have a little bit down. of a CGI blur. Look so let's 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 get to them in just a minute. Uh, Mark Gaddis, this is. Not the first time we've seen him. We've, we've, you know, like like we're discussing here. But this is his first Doctor Who story set in the future. Do you believe that? Every episode he's huh. done so far has been in the present or in the past. So this is the first time he wrote one that was in the future. It's a totally random, like, fact. I mean, that's what this show is for. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why TARDIS.Wikia.com exists. Um, and it was written, I'm sorry, directed by... Corbin's new favorite director name, Justin Malotnikov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't know how Corbin to say was like Malotekinov, Maltek, Malde, Mal. What is it? Malotnikov. Uh, <laughs> to which he says he has a perfectly normal first name. Okay, I'll have you know, Justin. that Russian doesn't mean weird. <laughs> I'm assuming Malotnikov is like it's Russian. Yeah, or, probably. It's probably Czechoslovakian, and now I'm a racist. I don't know. I just love <laughs> Justin is like very american yeah that, that that's what you meant when you said normal you meant american i meant normal yeah. to my american ears <laughs> in which i hear american names every this day of my life uh, so we <laughs> spent a minute talking about 474 the 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 cloned not cloned but grown grunt mm-hmm. um I, I wish we'd spent a lot more time to yeah dump jumping like, into that here's a grunt it it's a grown thingy, low yeah, IQ. Like, you yeah. know what they are, so we're not yeah. going to talk yeah. about them. <laughs> we're just going to move right along. But uh, anyways, 474, The Grunt, was played by Bethany Black. Now, Bethany is notable for being the first openly transgender actor in Doctor Who. Hmm. So, like, hmm. there's a first. But then also, in her role in a Russell T. Davies show called Banana, which... That you now know everything I know about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bethany Black was the first trans actor to play a lead character who was trans. Huh. So like a trans character cool. played by a trans actor and it happened to be Russell T. Davies. Um, so that, that was just all kinds of connections. And if I remember correctly, uh, this this was um, all of those firsts were mm-hmm. in British television history. 
and also happened to be in American television history because ah. this show was broadcast in the U.S. as well. So um, just just opening up all kinds of doors there. Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Google Fi. And I don't know why I said Whovian. I, <laughs> I, I got stuck on the word. Guys, you all know what we're talking about. Uh, Google started a cell phone company. They said, you know what, we, we want more people on more phones more hours of the day. So why don't we just like do the whole thing from top to bottom? <laughs> it's called a vertical monopoly, people. Don't give in. On second thought, do give in and uh, go get your phone service from them. Just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and then $10 a gig uh, of data after that and it charges down to the megabyte. So you only pay for what you use, Trip. <sighs> <laughs> just, you can add more lines on for just $15 a month. Y'all share the same bucket of data. So head on over to noobsandthehoovian.com slash fi and get $20 off of your first month. All right, so that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Once again, how did we miss this one? This one just seemed like... Yeah. Surely it was though, right? I mean, if I'm it was, sure all three it was of us missed it. said by that one... I mean, to be fair, Boys. when we're watching the episode, I'm not really. You have one for job say, while you watch that episode. My job every do- <laughs> is to watch the episode. Your job is since you've already seen the episode and already know what's happened. We have already discussed. Don't. We have already discussed that when it comes to this season, I have no yeah. idea what's happening. Yeah, that's fair. By the way, got to the end of this episode, no clue. Still, no recollection of this one. Still whatsoever. didn't. I am now starting to wonder if I accidentally skipped this season. I would have blamed you for getting this episode. Recollection of this episode whatsoever. Like I don't even like I don't even vaguely remember this one. Like not even kind of. None of the concept, none of the sandmen. When yeah. heaven help me, when we saw the title coming up, I was like, I don't remember what that is. We last week we saw the next time, and I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, I actually thought Sleep No More may have been a part one to next week's episode. It is not. Yeah. And so I, I was like, okay, well, this ought to be a fun little romp. I have no idea what's coming next. So uh, the creature of the week was the Sandmen. They are literally made of your eye boogers, uh, <sighs> I, which they called sleep dust. Or no sleep one sand. calls it that. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, some people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people are sleep weird. Dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a, you got it's not dust, to, though. My, uh, when I was growing up, uh, your, your grandmother used to call it uh, sleep. It was just, you had sleep in your eye. Gotta get the gotta get the sleep out of your eye. That's weird and poetic, and that is like really a weirdly poetic name for literal like eye gunk. I, yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, we always have to have like pretty names for ugly things. Uh, <laughs> so at any rate, uh, yeah, sentient eye goonies. Why didn't they call them Mister Sandman? Though this is really bothering me, Mr. especially Sandman. King Sandman. Oh, oh, that okay. So that would be that would be adventures in closed captioning, which is further down the list. But we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, it said King Sandman roars or something like that <laughs> when we had like Patient Zero, the original uh, person or whatever that was. By the way, if the closed captioning had not said king sandman would we have any reason to believe that that sandman was any different than any of the other ones we've i don't seen think so, so. Far? he was I the mean, first one i just assumed oh he's years. been but, in there longer maybe but when he he's came a little out, bit better when he came out he looked he, exactly the same they yeah. used the same model as they did for yeah the that's what i'm saying he didn't have a different color he wasn't bigger he didn't have what would have been horrible a crown on his head <laughs> made of like, eye boogers uh, <laughs> Uh, Here yeah, is your mucus crown, <laughs> my lord. My lord, I goomly. Um There was no reason for them for, for that one to be called King Sandman. And again, the only reason that we know that, and now our listeners know that, is because we watch it with closed captioning on, and that's yeah. what it said. Oh, why didn't they call him Mr. Sandman? I hate this, though. Uh, <laughs> I should have called the episode that. Should have just called it Mr. Sandman. It's not like you can get sued for that or anything. That, it's like the name know. of a legendary sleep no more sounds cooler maybe it was like yeah i was gonna say maybe it would would have been like too much of a giveaway yeah or something no what is maybe not we already saw that there are freaking eye booger looking things in so next time so we did we did start to talk about them and how they have just a gaping maw (laughs) where a chin and a mouth would be it's like their face it's like if they so they're made of sand right so it had a normal shaped mouth and it 
like opened its mouth to roar at you and you grabbed its bottom jaw and ripped it off and it opened it up down to like its sternum where its sternum would be if it wasn't made out of boogers. Uh, that was its mouth. And that was horrifying. And I loved it. I mean, cause that's, I, I will say one thing about this episode is that they were a cool looking baddie. Yeah. Really I don't know how much best. of a good baddie they were. Yeah. No. Like you said, it was all like just to, hype it up none of it actually really mattered yeah and i I don't want us to get too far into that because that's going to be our can we talk about section is uh why was this episode so terrible (laughs) um by the way this is this one is like universally hated i'm sure Uh, why do they act like actual sand like I, I have eye boogers every once in a while, and I call it that because they feel like boogers. They don't feel like well, sand. It's like it's like the doctor said he, when he analyzed it. It was, what was it, skin cells, blood, and mucus? Blood cells and mucus. Blood cells and mucus. Does that have anything to do with sand? Yeah, so none of that is uh, sandy micros- in any way. microscopic quartz or whatever sand is. Uh, um, what? it, none of it was that. So, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I don't know why it would behave exactly like sand, except for... That we call them the Sandman. Also, you it know, it would be disgusting to have the eyebrows like flaking uh, so off. Instead of like, instead of like crumbling like a sandcastle, they just kind of go <laughs> like, uh, gloop down. Uh, like, ah. uh, disgusting. They uh, they said they didn't have eyes, and so they can't see you. But right. they never like replaced that with something that the Sandmen were actually using to find their victims. It was just kind of because oh. they, no, they did. The doctor said that's why you had the camera feeds. Remember the whole thing where we're we're doing the found footage approach. Yeah. And so we think throughout the whole episode, we think we're seeing helmet cams and closed caption TV cameras in like in the corners and stuff. That's what we think we're seeing. And then all of a sudden we have that moment where we're seeing suddenly and subtly we're seeing through Clara's perspective and it's like, wait, wait a minute. Why are we seeing through Clara's perspective? She doesn't have a helmet cam. And then later on we find out nobody has a helmet cam. Oh, and there are no cameras and dun, dun, dun the whole time. Every time we're seeing from that found footage perspective, it is a grain of the sand, which means the grains of sand can perceive visual spectrum. Yeah. Which means that's what the Sandmen are made of. So why are they blind? Yeah. And even if they were, they should be able to see every part of hijacked. Because it's being hijacked. What's being hijacked? Then how did they find the people <laughs> ever at all? Because they were expertly hunting them down until, oh, look, we're in a freezer and they're Wait, blind and they can't on, find But you, you said it was being hijacked. And I remember that coming up. What was hijacked? That's They're, how we got the camera feed. They they hijacked it. The doctor hijacked it. Wait, what? No. What happened? Their the scientist was, was hijacking their vision, which was the doctor's explanation for why they couldn't see anything. But that doesn't explain how the Sandmen were always able to find the people. They can smell really weird, really well, but when they <laughs> were surrounded in meat. I said that, but they never gave that as an actual explanation. They literally did. The doctor uh, no, they, said yeah, it. they oh, did. They did. okay. Yeah. Yeah, the doctor actually said that when they were in the freezer. But even then, it... I don't know. His, I mean, okay. Uh, spoiler alert. None of us like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as evidenced by... There's nothing else on the checklist. Uh, <laughs> 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 just the adventures in closed captioning, which we already touched on. Uh, we did have some other stuff we noticed. So I, I really did like the found footage approach. Do you guys know what I mean when I say found footage? Yeah, like Blair yeah. Witch. Blair Witch. And, yeah. That's like the only found footage movie anyone ever references when you say that. That is definitely the big one. Um, There are other shows and movies that that have used this approach. And it is uh, actually, um, before you had found footage, you had found writing. So, for example, Frankenstein is, is, it's not found writing. What do they call it? Found documents, maybe? I don't know. Because it's not footage. Yeah, or it's kind of like a journal. Frankenstein, yeah. So, Frankenstein is written... From the actually written from the perspective of like four characters in the right. novel, um, as though you're reading their journal, you know, mm-hmm. the captain's log and then 
Dr. Frankenstein's notes and then, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, I think, is like that. Or maybe I'm thinking of the land... The, the, the land before time? No, that's that's no, that's, no. no. that's, well, that's the what you're about movie. to say. No, the lost world. That's what I was trying to think oh. of. Um, <clears throat> that was also written as though it were the you know the field journals of a of a you know scientist who was out and about and discovered dinosaurs. Mm, you know that kind yeah. of thing. So I love that they did that because that's the first time that you know this is the first time Doctor Who did this. Yeah. So it is an innovative approach. I'm just sad that they that did they it on such a terrible, so terrible episode. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So here's the thing, right? Is the like I said, the shift from the helmet cam to the Clara cam, so to speak, was subtle, and yeah. it was awesome, and I liked it when it was revealing that because like when you when you when you realize that you're seeing from Clara's perspective it's instantly obvious yeah that she just got out of the crap what was the machine morpheus morpheus mm-hmm. she just got out of the morpheus machine ah something has happened right yeah. she has been changed for whatever reason i love that um trip you pointed out that when we're seeing through a helmet cam perspective, what we thought was helmet cam and mm-hmm. turns out to just be eyeballs. It was color. Yeah, but anytime we were seeing a CCTV type perspective, it was black and white yeah. like it was CCTV. So, I mean, they did a really good job of hiding that fact from you. Yeah. And even, by the way, by the way, at the very beginning of the episode, when we're just talking, the soldiers are talking to each other, it looks like they have helmet cams on. Because yeah. they have a little flashlight mounted on the side of their yeah. helmet. Did you notice that What's-His-Dude didn't have one? So in the beginning of the episode, we're flipping huh. back and forth, presumably from one helmet cam to another, but you never... What was the guy's name? I can't think of his name now. Which one? The guy who refused to use Morpheus, so therefore we know. never saw his perspective. Whatever that guy's name was. I can't remember. Um, oh, the only name I can remember is Deep Ando. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Um, but at any rate, the reason that they, uh, you, he didn't have a helmet on. So it's like, oh, the reason we're not seeing his perspective is because he's not got a helmet on. So he doesn't have his helmet cam. Yeah. And then if we find out, no, it's because he never used the Morpheus But machine. it did get it on was, his gun at one point. Uh, yeah, that was Which weird. Which was what? Th- yeah, so there was some dust that, that settled on his gun. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, at a certain point, it does begin to break down. But they did such a good job yeah. of hiding that reveal. And you almost felt like you knew something was coming with that. Like, it started to not be consistent enough. Yeah. Like, why? Like Corbin said. Corbin even said, why is there a CCTV in the corner of the meat locker? Like, <laughs> yeah. in the freezer. Yeah. Why is there a camera? And facing exclusively the window of the door. Like when <laughs> right, you right. need that right, camera. Right. right. There was um there was some I, I, I love what you have to do with found footage stuff sometimes is you have to come up with a reason to get a shot. So yeah. to we've so far all we've been seeing is the helmet cam footage, but then all of a sudden the doctor and Clara are going to be talking where the soldiers can't hear them. So in order yeah. to get that footage, they showed what looked like a security camera in the like handprint sensor or something like that. Just little, little cool yeah. stuff like that that was done so well. And then again, to basically, I feel like everything that they did right in this episode, the, the, the visuals of the Sandman, yeah. the concept of the Sandman, I, I thought it was a bit of a stretch, but even still, it was kind of a, all right, fine, yeah. whatever. Uh, sleep in your eyes as aliens, whatever it is. Um, the found footage stuff, all of that stuff, you take that and then you blow it out the airlock and say, I made it all up. Yeah. Well, he didn't make all of it up either. The Sandman right. were Sandman real. were real. All right. So they we're getting ahead of ourselves. just had nothing to do with the plan. I love, I love the conversation about um, putting space in front of something just because it's all high tech <laughs> and futury. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> Google wouldn't let me put futury. It deleted my why. <laughs> Futury is what he said. It's not space champagne and space hats at a space restaurant. Mm. Um, and then right after that, right on the heels mm. of that, what's her name? Um, na, na, what was her name? Na, Nataka, Nakasha, Nakata, Naruto. Keep. What was her name? Uh, <laughs> she said space pirates. And Clara goes, ah, you see? see? Not just regular pirates. <laughs> I do love that when, whenever you have, uh, you know, 
and we do, we do that all the time where we talk about, you know, space vampires and space werewolves and all that kind of stuff. Um, Star Trek is, is famous for their uh, space forks and space coffee mugs. You know, it's like a regular, it's like a regular <laughs> fork, but in space. Uh, so it has yeah. to look all futury and stuff. Uh, what does Tuesday taste like? Yeah, does anybody wow. know? Mm. The doctor wow. knows. The doctor was able to tell that it was the 38th century based on, I presume, wind currents because he did the whole stick your stick your finger in your mouth and hold it up to the wind to see which way, way the wind is blowing. Wind. On a spaceship. In a spaceship. In, 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 in a spaceship. In a space station uh, that's even more stationary. He says 38th century. Then he sticks his finger back in his mouth, presumably tasting the air molecules he just got on his wet finger and mm-hmm. says, Tuesday. <laughs> so he can calculate it's the 38th century, but not the exact year or the month or anything, but he knows right, the yes, Tuesday. Yes, yes. You can get the general from the wind. You can get hyper-specific from the taste, but you can't get all the middle information. Yeah. So it's Tuesday, but like which month of which year? We don't, <laughs> we, we don't know. Yeah, he constantly asks like what year is it instead of you know, tasting or whatever the crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, licking the ground or other yeah. weird things you've seen to do. Licking the ground. Um, we also are told that it was after the Great Catastrophe, and I'm not going to steal Jared's thunder. I know he's got some stuff to say about that. So um, it is, what? It's like, the, Corbin? The doctor what? says at some point, it's like this is all for effect, like oh. a story foreshadowing oh, yeah. the stupid ending to this episode. Right. But, uh, but when the doctor said that, Corbin's like, has the doctor become self-aware? Like, does yeah, the doctor know he's on a TV show at this what? point? Because he was like, none of this makes sense. It's all like for effect. And Corbin's yeah, like, so far does, that was the It's almost like they're hyping this does up. Know? Does he know? <laughs> does, does he know? It wouldn't make sense if he knew. It'd be interesting if he did, but it would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us down to the who's who. Who is Clara? So she mentions Morpheus, named after the god of dreams. And then she goes, oh, yeah. It's not just this, and points at her face. So she's she's more than just a pretty face. Yeah. She's also really smart. Is that true? What is what true? Morpheus is the god. Is that why he's named Morpheus in the Matrix? Oh my gosh, I've never. I don't know. That. Wait. Um, hang on. Oh wow, that would be I, funny. I I meant to actually look. No, I'm sorry. I started to look this up. I recently finished um, Stephen Fry's uh, audiobook called Mythos, which is. Uh, him telling the the stories of the Greek myths, but telling it as someone living in the 21st century. So it's not like modernizing the myths. It's definitely saying in the ancient times, this happened yeah. or whatever. But then he'll also say, which like that, he'll be like, which is, you know, why the character in the matrix is named Morpheus. However, I don't remember him talking about Morpheus and I flipped through the table of contents. I couldn't see anything, but there's like 5,000 entries in that table of contents. So I may have missed it. Corbin, have you found anything? Yep. Uh, Morpheus is a god associated with sleep and dreams. Okay. And that's why Morpheus in the Matrix is Morpheus because we're all dreaming. I imagine. I don't actually know like if... Did did Morpheus have the power to wake you from your dreams and make you see the truth or something like that? No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he did. He was the god of... Well, I don't know, because in one myth, he's the son of sleep, which is a proper noun in this case, so okay. I guess sleep is a person. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> what? Fair enough. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm with you so far. Oh, hey, look. This, um, this article references you. Trip. That's weird. What? What? Uh, what? Says, what? Trip calls these three figures literary, not mythical concepts. That's random. Oh, what? Interesting. So I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a, a but it's a person named a mythical, uh, an author who writes about ancient myth whose last name is Trip. I, I'm sure I don't. I'm sure I don't write about mythical <laughs> stuff. Um, so, anyways, I, I did love the Clara pointing out that uh, you know she's more than just a pretty face. She, she's also really, really smart. She knows her, she knows her yeah. Greek mythology. Uh, who is the doctor? He tells Clara, hold my hand. She says, I'm okay. He says, I'm not. <laughs> what? what? Wait, wait, wait. That's not supposed to happen, doctor. Um, he, okay. I loved this moment. He says he sleeps when she's not looking. He says, I sleep. And Clara says, when? when? All right. Now, think back to this scene if you can. Uh-huh. This is right after she got out of the Morpheus machine. Yeah. So when she's talking to the doctor, we're seeing through her eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's one of the moments in this episode 
where the char- character looks directly at the camera and speaks. And so it's not a fourth wall break because he's talking to, again, at the beginning of the episode, somebody wearing a helmet cam, but then we find out it's really just we're seeing through their eyes. So he's talking to that person. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it kind of is a fourth wall gag. Yeah. Because she's looking at him and says, uh, you, you know, like, you never sleep. He says, of course I do. And then she says, when do you sleep? He looks into the camera and says, when you're not looking. So he's telling both Clara and us, mm-hmm. he sleeps when we're not looking. That's brilliant. I love that. I love yeah. everything about that. Y'all don't sound as impressed. Sleeps right. when <laughs> we're not watching him on the screen. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be very boring if he exactly. slept while we were watching. It would make for the worst episode ever. <laughs> Just a full Although theoretically, we sleeping. have seen an episode where he was asleep the entire time. True. With the Dream Master. We just didn't like we we we, didn't we were literally watching him sleep, but we weren't. But we were inside the dream with him, watching him dream. Yeah. Anyways, Moving on. <laughs> uh, he says, "Do I look like I'm kidding? Is this a kidding face?" <laughs> Again, with the doctor's the twelfth doctor's stern face and eyebrows. Uh, she says to the doctor, "You have no authority." He says, "No, but I'm in charge." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the doctor's. Um, he always does that. How does he always end up in charge over the objections of the person yeah. who objectively should be in charge? Yeah. You have no authority here. No, but I'm in charge. He didn't even say I'm still in charge or I'm in charge anyway. He says, no, but I am in charge. He speaks about humans, greedy, filthy, stupid humans. <laughs> Holy ninth Dang doctor. doctor. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, yeah, right, right. Um, and then we had this weird scene where he tells Clara, you don't get to name things. I'm the doctor. I name things. Uh, it's like, just stuck what? with Sandman anyways, because it's a good name. Even it's, though it's, it's good not name. according to you or I feel No, it is a good name. What? Oh, but, but the episode title is not but good. But what do you? Yeah, the episode title sucks. And, and King Sandman. Much better than Dustman. What are you? What? What are you oh, trying to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that was her alternative. She's what like, is what are you going to call Dustman? I don't know. Corbin has feelings. It's brought to you by Patreon, uh, which also sponsors Noobs of the Whovian, which is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. That was an awesome segue. <laughs> if you find value in what we do and uh, you want to give a little bit of value back, a little bit of value back, here's what you can do. Head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and just click on something, right? Uh, Trip is going to go over there this week. He's going to add the million dollar donation. Yeah. Button. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, you can give a, uh, you can give a one-off uh, PayPal donation. Hey, you know, it's uh we, we just got through uh, Christmas and New Year's and uh, you know, maybe you're feeling uh, extra generous and you want to, you want to throw something somewhere. So throw it at us. I mean, if it's money, like if you're going to throw a brick, like <laughs> don't, no thanks. Just like, thanks, but no thanks. Thank you for coming by news slash support. Anywho, <laughs> uh, so can we talk about that ending? Oh my gosh. Um, and when I say ending, I just mean the whole thing. Um, <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, so because the whole episode leads up to the last couple of minutes and my, my exact reaction when the credits came up was, uh, what? <laughs> like seriously, How did, what? <laughs> I, I fully expected doctor who has taught me to expect that after the doctor guy, the, the, the scientist guy uh, who started turning into sand, after he finished his little, uh, you know, evil scientist rant at the end of the episode, we should have done what? We should have gotten onto the TARDIS with the doctor and Clara. Yeah. And the doctor would have laid out what happened, and right? Stop mm-hmm. the transmission or whatever. And he should have stopped the transmission because as Corbin pointed out, wait, what? So, did, Corbin, what did, what was your reaction? The human race <gasps> is just doomed, I guess. Yeah. Presumably. Be- Unless somehow you don't get people watching the transmission or something, which I doubt the transmission was made so that people would watch it. The Wikia said if you, if you don't count first part of a two-parter, this is the only episode in Doctor Who since the first Doctor where the Doctor lost to the bad guy. Because objectively, at the end of this episode... If we are to believe what we are told, which we have to, 
the doctor lost. He fled the station. And because we didn't get the follow-up scene on the TARDIS where he hits the magic button and makes the TARDIS do some timey-wimey, spacey-wacy stuff and erases everything so that it never happened or whatever, because we didn't get that, because we didn't get the epilogue from the doctor explaining what just what the crap just went down, we are left at the end of this story with a villain who wins. Yeah. And who in the process apparently just kills the human race. Like, there's no other... Anyone anyone who finds this clip. Yeah, except that, as we've talked about, we have been further out than the 38th century, and humanity is still there in some form or another. I guess. So, like, the 20 people that watch this to the end. Well, I I mean, first of all, we've seen Cassandra. Yeah. And then secondly, we had the the weird thing with the master and the the humans that he turned into... what What were those things? Turned the little floaty things that that turned out to just be human heads in in a metal ball casing or whatever. Yeah. What? So the human beings are still out there in the future, way off in the future. Cassandra is the year five billion. So <laughs> yeah. what? Like what? What, what is the answer this. here? Are we supposed to assume that it just didn't make it out there, or what? I, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe people know. took his advice at the beginning and didn't watch it because that's what he told people to do. But like, if no. you send a video to twenty-five people, yeah, and say don't watch this, like twenty-three def- of them are going to watch <laughs> it for sure. For <laughs> so, Corbin, you you've got some notes here about implications of the ending. Yeah, well, the first one is that the doctor was right, and these are literally evolved eye crust, like. <laughs> How does sleep that make test. any sense? I don't understand. You go in the machine, you go to sleep, you stay in there, and you turn into giant monsters made out of your own eyes or eye boogers. Like, are they aliens? Is it just what is it? Are they We've aliens? Seen they never melt really away. Say. One of one of the big uh, inconsistencies, plot holes here, is that he called the King Sandman Patient Zero. He said he hasn't slept in five years. But he was in the pod the whole time. And he was in the pod for this whole episode. He said the ultimate wide awake. He said this about someone who was asleep and had been asleep for the duration of this episode only to come out and turn out to be entirely Sandman. Also. I don't get that at all. Why was he... They don't ever address this, but apparently Sandman can just hold the form of a person. Yeah. And do it for as long as they want. What do you mean, hold the form of a person? He, at the end, the shock reveal is he was a Sandman this whole time, and he starts ripping his eye out or whatever the crap, which implies that the Sandman has chosen to look like the original human for the duration of the episode. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Huh. And that's... Just a power they have that we're never told about? Why wouldn't they use that? Why would they choose to look <laughs> yeah. like these weird monsters? To, because it was all for the, the yeah, movie. all for, for the effect. effect. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Help me out, by the way. So, the idea was that encoded in the video was some sort of electrical signal that would hijack the human brain the way the Morpheus machine did. Mm-hmm. And and again, major plot hole. The whole idea is that the Morpheus machine electronically manipulates the human brain and its brain waves in such a way that it gives life to its mucous membrane. Yeah, secretions? like it makes you not have to sleep. Oh, possible side effect: your uh, little eye crust and your eyeballs they become sentient and then they take over your body. Yeah, how does yeah. that work? Right. So, so, all right, that's a major what the crap, but then now he has, he has perfected the technology so that you don't even have to go into a Morpheus machine. You just have to watch this video and what presumably he never says this, but presumably you have to watch the whole 45 minute video or it doesn't work because if not, why else all the drama? I mean, if, if it only takes watching the first two seconds, then him going, don't watch this. It'll change you forever. But if you're going to watch it, fine. 
that's it. It's already done. It's already done its business. So presumably it takes the whole 45 minutes. And so that's why he had to fabricate this elaborate, uh, uh, scary monster movie story so that everybody would watch the whole thing. Is that, is that, is that the, Uh, yeah. Especially when being in the Morpheus machine only takes like 30 seconds and you don't have to sleep for a month. But then you have to watch this whole forty-minute broadcast. Well, no, so see, that was the thing is, is the doctor says that you had to. First of all, the Morpheus machines back on Earth or wherever else humanity is weren't creating Sandman. That creates a plot hole. Why? Because we were seeing from their helmet cams at the start of the episode after they came on the ship. I think that we were definitely matter. seeing. While they were in transit, and also none of those people oh, ever true. got on the advanced Morpheus machines that were on the original. Oh, right, ship. and You're that would right. that wouldn't work if that that wouldn't explain why the other guy never we never saw from his perspective. So, what, like the old one was making you heck? sentient, was making sentient eye boogers, but they weren't evolving. Or like, what is I don't Mark Gaddis? You let us out, He really did. He <laughs> made such a mess with. So many inconsistencies. We can't even like piece together what was yeah, happening. Yeah, while in this we're episode. trying to talk about one plot hole, we're discovering more. So, anywho, uh, so Jared has uh, some classic Who connections for us because we're not going to solve this now. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for Sleep No More. Going back to the fourth doctor in the serial, The Horror of Fang Rock. Uh, The doctor comes up against some anti-gravity shielding, and he amplifies a carbon oscillator, which uh, locked onto the carbon resonator of the Rattan mothership uh, that was via via the crystallized carbon in that resonator. And that, using that, he was able to knock out the anti-gravity. So, of course, we have a mention of possible anti-gravity shielding, um, and so I'm bringing this up because he's he's seen it before and he's knocked it out uh, again in that serial, The Horror of Fang Rock. Now, there was a suggestion that uh, space pirates could be attacked, you know, that the space station could be attacked by space pirates, and the second Doctor encountered space pirates in the serial creatively titled The Space Pirates. And in Frontios, the fifth doctor, he started talking about the great catastrophe, but we never heard exactly what it was because he never finished explaining it. He was interrupted, and now we have the full explanation. Uh, So good for them for uh, remembering that and fleshing it out. And finally... The Doctor once again talks about the problems of naming uh, naming things before him. He prefers to name things, and such as the Silurians. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm missing something if I understand this controversy correctly. Um, but there are a couple of things that I that that have come to mind. So uh, this could be a continuation of the fact that they should really be called Earthlings uh, because they were the, in, they inhabited Earth first, or uh, something along those lines. Uh, also, they they have many names that he tries to use as other doctors, uh, other than Silurians, uh, Homo reptilia being one and that doesn't follow proper scientific procedure for naming animals uh, because you have two uh, closely related using the same uh, uh, same word in there uh, in the same genus and you're not supposed to do that so it could be along those lines Uh, maybe it's something else maybe I'm missing something I don't think we've talked about that before but he did bring it up going back to the Silurians so uh, maybe you guys can remind me Um, And that's it. That's really all I found. Not a whole lot of classic who callbacks in this one. Uh, As far as a rating, I I was confused on this one. Uh, I remember being confused the first time I watched it, and uh, I'd be very interested to see if uh, to to hear your discussion over it. I mean, it's kind of like watching a Christopher Nolan movie, um, and and see if I like it more. So as of right now, it seems just. Uh, needlessly uh, complex. Um, so I'm giving it six out of ten sleepless nights trying to figure it out. But after I listen to you guys, it could go up to as much as eight out of ten sleepless nights watching it over and over again uh, because I, I, I now like it and want to watch it again, figuring it all out. Uh, and as far as the creep levels go, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip, going to give it 75 creep levels. 
So that's it for me. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, well, thanks to the TARDIS Wikia and thanks to Noobs in the Whovian for having me on. I look forward to bringing you more classic Who connections next time. Uh, Jared, I'm, 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 I'm afraid to have let you down. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, we kind of came to the same conclusion as you. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're waiting on us to, to delve deep and to find the answers so that you may raise your score by two full points. We just found more I'm problems. Sorry, two out of 10 sleepless nights. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen now. So I don't know if we failed you or Mark Gaddis failed you. I'm going to say Mark Gaddis failed you. That's yeah. What Cause go we're, with. we're just the ones that kind of delve into it. We don't make yeah. him. However, though, that, that makes me feel pretty good. Jared's like, Ah, uh, you know who will fix this episode? Noobs in the Whovian. <laughs> well, I'm starting to disappoint. Well, you know what's funny is he has mentioned that before that um, he and and there's there's other uh, people that have written in mm-hmm. and basically been like, I always hated that episode, but then I listened to y'all talk about it and now I get it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yay! Our podcast should exist. Yay! <laughs> it's not just for us. Yay! Uh, so Jared gave it six out of ten sleepless nights trying to figure it out. Um, I would, I would definitely say that um, I'm going to, oh man, how far do I want to go? I think, I think I would give this, if you cut the last five minutes off this episode <laughs> what? and made it a complete cliffhanger and said, Austin, I refuse to tell you how this episode ended and I have removed all record of it from existence and you will never know how this episode was actually going to end. You just have to rate it based off of the 40 minutes that you've seen of it. It'd be 50% I would say better. <laughs> it's maybe a seven. <laughs> yeah. 7.1. Like it's, it was an okay. It was a serviceable. It was a half decent episode. It was okay. But then you throw that last five minutes on that makes me say, so Why? Wait, the, the, the 40 minutes of a 7.1 out of 10 episode was actually bull crap. <laughs> it was actually a two. Um, <laughs> full of plot holes that, are only amplified by the ending, which also kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it does. It, 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 for me, the biggest cliffhanger was the credits rolling when they did, instead of going back into the TARDIS. Like we did not get the wrap up with the doctor. Like we, by the way, we didn't see the TARDIS, uh, land. We didn't see Clara and the doctor show up because of the found footage style. Yeah. And then we, barely saw them leave and we didn't get to re- everything is self-contained within the found footage thing which i guess that explains why yeah you don't get to see that you, you don't get to see that because we're doing found footage and he doesn't have the found Except footage of them in the tardis there should so totally be the footage I'm, of them I'm, entering though i am going to give this um four out of ten <laughs> Uh, Sandy eye sockets uh, uh, for the missing when, when he started yeah rubbing his eye uh. and he pulled his hand away that was by the way that was the best special effects in the whole episode until it started falling apart when his whole head started falling apart the CGI started falling apart too but when his when yeah. it, like just a portion of it fell away and he had the like uh. Sandy eye socket yeah uh. Uh, so uh, Corbin you know there was something weird about this episode which when um when uh, the guy was doing like his interjections where he's talking about the footage he's found first of all it's weird that he would go with that storytelling type at all because he was part of it so yeah. why is it and this found is where footage? i come in wait this isn't found footage anymore yeah it's your footage that's what it is it's not found well, footage okay all right, that's splitting hairs. So that's weird. Yeah. But then he continuously does this thing where he tries to discredit the doctor and his bizarre theories, which Are if you watch correct. all the way till the end, yeah, you'll find out, oh, it's right. Also, this doctor guy knows it's right because he experienced all of this. So why is he here like discrediting the bizarre theories of the doctor? Because it adds to the drama. Does it? I don't know. It really doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. And it's just, it's weird that he would do this all entire that. episode was made to be fake. I, I just realized, I just realized that the whole point of this episode was that the guy had to concoct such a compelling story that it would just suck you in and make you experience the whole thing so that your brain could be infected by the whatever. And it was a bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole premise of the thing was I have to create 
a really good story that'll keep you hooked. Frankly, and I, I was just say, sitting here thinking, if I was not watching this for this podcast, I might not have finished it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm a completionist. I would have finished it. But your mom would have walked away. Oh, I know. <laughs> He's a mom terrible storyteller. Mom would have walked away when the movie started. Or this the episode true. started. Uh, so Corbin, what was your rating then? I'm going to say 4.5 uh, CCTVs <laughs> inside of a side of a freezer. <laughs> uh, Trip, what about you? I mean, I think there was a lot of good ideas. There was a lot of like, I don't know. It was like, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Yeah. And there's if you a, take that and you like make a good episode <laughs> out of it. If you took the good it's stuff really and good made ep- it good, <laughs> yeah. it would be good. If the whole episode was as good as their like explanations and stuff, That's it funny. would be like a good episode. But, but it wasn't. So, what's so I'm going to go 5.5 upside down scream masks. I think this might be officially the lowest rating I've ever given an episode. And probably <laughs> yeah. the lowest, you know, aggregated rating. No, of I all think time. for a classic who we did like a three or mm-hmm. something. This I don't think I've, just wasn't good. I'm trying to think of if I've ever given anything below a five. Mm. If I have, I it would have been a classic who I'm sure. But even then I usually, I usually grade them on a curve. But um, at any rate, so creep level, I mean, you got to give him props on the creep level. I'm going to go a solid 275 because those Sandmen are hard. <gasps> so, and anytime you're dealing with a baddie that basically gets you while you're sleeping, that's always terrible. Oh, yeah. it literally consumes you while you're sleeping. Digested. Wow. Never go to sleep again. I still don't even know what those things really were. Were they the what? people uh, consumed by their own eye uh, crust because they went in the sleep? chambers or the eye crusties becoming sentient because it was that did they melted away did they flick their eye crust off and then it grew into a giant creature and (laughs) ate the whole crew like yeah that's what i thought (laughs) because that's what happened in the episode how do you mutate a full-grown one of those things ate a dude ate a couple of dudes you would notice that okay you would see this little not little, this massive ball of your eye booger <laughs> sitting on the floor. It starts squirming around. You're like, okay, get that thing off the ship immediately. I don't... I'm they, going home. They hide in the air ducts. All right, so I gave it 275. What about you, Corbin? What did you give it? I'm going to say 100, you know. All right. Uh, trip? Uh, 200, you know, just... You know. Th- those mouths. Yeah. You know, like you do. Yeah, those mouths were... Oh, man. Nah. Those, yeah. That was that was some rough stuff. Mm. All right, guys. So next time uh, we continue on. This is with episode eleven, but I started this episode saying episode nine of season nine. What episode are we on right now? I don't know. Who knows? Professional podcast over here. Uh, yeah, it's definitely episode ten. Oh, uh, so okay. season nine, episode ten, face the raven, and then as I said, after that we are going to split up heaven sent and hell bent, even though they kind of say they're part one, part two. We're going to treat them as two standalone episodes because that's really what they are. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and again, we're, we are we are catching up to our past, guys. I realized, mm. I realized the other day we have, um, I was looking at our episodes and it was sorting them by name and not release date. And I was like, why does this say we've already done episode 138? <laughs> and I went, oh. Because uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. we did. So, uh, we'll be redoing episode 138, and um, uh, we, we are going to do a brand new episode on that. But if you if you want to listen to watch the episode, and then go back and listen to our old episode, and um, and and laugh at how much we've all uh, changed and grown and everything, but and but gotten better good, at the podcast. And good for us. Presumably. We we lined up the episodes. It's still episode 138. You know, I don't remember Man. how I arrived at that number. But we have made so many, many changes, changes. Yeah. since It was then. basically luck at this point. Well, it was luck, and then I massaged the schedule a little yeah. bit uh, yeah. over the last couple of weeks. I mean, it was too. only like one or two off, which is why we were able to make it line up at all. So, uh, Oh, yeah, 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 Because yeah. I think originally it was going to land on like 136 or 140 or something like that. So I just I shuffled a few things around to make it uh, actually line up, so. Uh, so that'll be heaven sent and then we'll do hell, uh, hell bent. And then we are, uh, let's see after that. Oh, that's right. After that episode 140, 
our final Classic Who uh, rewind of this trek through Classic yeah. Who, where we're doing one story per Doctor. We will be covering the Eighth Doctor's one and only story. Well, primary story. I guess he, he made a he made his comeback for the day of the Doctor. We've <laughs> already seen that. We'll be watching Doctor Who the movie, and then we're off to a uh, a Christmas special, then a timey wimey, then a parallel universe where we cover Doctor Who and the Daleks, where Doctor Who is a doctor. No, no, no. Our parallel universe selves does that episode. Oh, is that what it is? So we'll they're gonna they're gonna send we'll that across the it. void. Yeah, yeah. We'll in, be taking in the Dalek a break. void ship. We should all just <laughs> sit at different spots, ship. and none of our listeners will know anything is different. <laughs> no, what it is, y'all will have goatees, and I'll be shaved. <laughs> yeah, because that if if Star happen. Trek has taught me anything, it's that if you're gonna have an evil parallel version of yourself, they have to have a goatee. Yeah. So I, I already right. have a goatee, which means you it's, what exactly? Or a full beard instead. I yeah, am the the evil p- mirror universe <laughs> version. Dun dun dun. <laughs> somewhere disco all somewhere over out again. there. There's a baby faced thirty nine year old <laughs> father of three who looks like he's twelve, <laughs> but apparently he's a good man, <laughs> and I'm evil. <laughs> Guys, noobs and the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. And getting more crowded all the time. Ooh, teaser again. <laughs> Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared. Uh, thanks to Jared for the Classic <laughs> Who connections and the tongue twisters. Shoutouts to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. Head on over to noobsandthehoovian.com where you can figure out how to find us on social media, how to email us, and how to support us. And do one of those things, would you? Go do one of them. <laughs> It'll be awesome. No, It'll... just just figure it out. It, just keep that in your mind for later and don't do anything with it. And What? Just waste your $1 by keeping it crinkled up in your, no. in your pocket. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What were you going to do with that dollar? You had nothing else to do with that dollar. What were you going to do? Tip your barista? No. Send it to your favorite podcast. And then if you still have another dollar, send it to this podcast. Ooh, self-burn. Hey, guys. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. Uh, these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And we're, we're the news. news. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I forgot to say subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you find us and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. <sighs> Goodbye. <laughs> You, you good, bro? <laughs> hey, what? <laughs>